Welcome to C-Suite Radio. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Right, Alan here. Thanks everybody for watching and listening. We have a very special guest, fun guest. I have a fantastic podcast uh, that we're going to talk about the social dose uh, with Paris Nicholson and of course our guest, Michael Judson Berry. And this is a lot of fun. I think people, if you haven't had a chance to check this out, I really do recommend uh, because it's so much fun because we're diving into the latest social trends and news and of course, his uh, dead-on impression of Moya Rose, which is known in the business as a direct offer, no auditioning required. Uh, thank you for your time, Michael. It's a pleasure to meet you. Thank you so much for having me. I was so excited when you asked me. I was like, oh, yay. Yeah, absolutely. Well, this is a lot of fun. Um, it's a podcast. Uh, it's on all major platforms. And uh, essentially... You're a comedian, but you've stepped into the world of podcasting as well. Let's talk about the show for those who have not had a chance to listen yet. What can people expect? What is sort of the synopsis of the entire thing? Yes. So the show is called The Social Dose with uh, it's me and my dear friend Paris Nicholson. And we are approached to host this. It's a social media news show, but news is a very loose term because we're both um, just goofy. He's a comedian. I'm a comedic sketch performer. So imagine it's NPR with two people who are just sort of bumbling through life and talking about TikTok <laughs> trends. Um, it's really fun. We usually pick three or four stories from the last few days. Um, oh, it's every Tuesday and Thursday, by the way. So it's twice a week. So we pick sort of the top stories from the last couple of days that people are talking about on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, whatever we find amusing. And then we quote unquote report on it. And usually that's us being like, have you seen this video? It's ridiculous. And please everyone go try it. Or we do it ourselves, like with the red flag challenge, we both just did it on the show and we're just dying laughing at each other's red flags. Um, but it's fun. And we have correspondents that come through. We've had uh, we just had Nurse Blake, who's a huge TikTok Instagrammer, um, very funny nurse who came on and we played a game called What Has Paris Put Up His Butt, um, which felt appropriate for an ER nurse. So if that gives you a sense of the show, um, it's just fun. It's light. And especially if you enjoy social media, you'll get a kick out of it. What has the response been from people who have listened? I is It's just so fun. And I think you talk about the things and say the things perhaps that a lot of us are thinking about just the world of social media in, in general, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. It, it, the response has been fantastic. And it's an interesting mix. It's people who either like are huge social media, like total like addicts, you know, and they're like, oh, my God, I did. I just saw that trend and I couldn't wait for you to talk about it. Or people 
who are like, I'm barely on social media, but I find you two ridiculous and funny. So they'll pause. I have a lot of friends who listen and they like pause when it's a video that sounds fun. And then they go and they look it up and they're like, that was hilarious. So they use us as their way to like find fun new things that usually don't come up in their algorithms. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's, and it, it, I'm sort of like that. I feel like my interests are so niche. Like my For You page is like rescue dogs and European castles. So thanks to researching for the show, now I see so much more. It's, I was like, there's so much out there. Amazing. <laughs> yes. Well, the podcast is fantastic. And again, you do cover a lot of fun and interesting topics. But really, I think the big theme here is just the power of social media and how it's so part of our world. I don't know how else to describe it. TikTok a little, in particular, I think it had been around for a while, but pre-pandemic and then of course, during that, a lot of people became very popular on there. And then yeah. now with just the most recent VidCon, it has included TikTok as part of its culture and the conference and how people have leveraged social media. You yourself, the same thing with the Moya Rose impressions and then quarantine time. And then it just became viral instantly. Now, I have to ask, when you set out to do all of this, I'm assuming, and please correct me if I'm wrong, the idea of not necessarily trying to go viral was a motivation, but really just putting content out consistently every day. And then it just picked up. How how did that happen? I know that's a pretty broad question, but I think people would find it interesting as to how it all started for you. Yeah, no, not broad at all. It's, it's good. Um, yeah, because before COVID, I was sort of like, the old man among my friend groups where they were like, oh, blast Michael. Like I can barely turn my phone on, let alone use it. So I was not social media savvy or tech savvy. I had Facebook and Instagram and that was it. And during lockdown, yeah, I just had this idea to do Moira Rose doing basically a video diary because enough friends had told me that my Moira Rose impression was pretty good. They were like, oh, you can it do is. the accent pretty well, um, which apparently is difficult to crack. So, um, I so yeah, that. I, I just plopped a wig in my head and I was like, I don't know, let me make an Instagram video. And for me, it did really well. So then I did another one and that did even better. And you're right. It was actually pretty fast that it all started to go pretty viral. And then I moved over to TikTok and that was when I downloaded TikTok for the first time. And it was just this fun journey, like all through lockdown was just all about experimenting. And, but I think the thing that was most powerful for me and that I heard resonated with people was, yes, I would always do, you know, Moira Rose. And then people challenged me to try the family and then other characters. So I'd be like Moira and Britney Spears having a video dialogue or Moira and Patrick Stewart. Um, but a lot of it for me was like, I wrote all of my own scripts and a lot of it became very autobiographical for me. So I was using Moira's voice to express how I was feeling in a funny way. And a lot of people told me, especially during lockdown, they were like, oh my God, you made difficult things funny or you found the silver lining and I think that's what my mom told me early on she was like well Michael if you're gonna do this make sure you keep it positive and hopeful because that's what we need and um it became weirdly therapeutic but yeah and then accidentally successful so um yeah it was a great journey and it's it's amazing to me that it's all still going it's been fun to see where it's all led yeah it's done quite well for you. So what are some of the lessons that you learned along the way as a content creator, perhaps even a podcaster that you feel has helped continue with your success? For me, the biggest thing is 
authenticity. And I okay. think that's what I mean by saying like, even though I was using Moira as a character, it was all things that I was feeling. So okay. at that time, if I was like feeling depressed because I was locked in, I was like, how would Moira address these feelings that I'm feeling? And they were all really genuine. And um, and everything I've done, I I think maybe because I had the advantage of not being super savvy when I started, nothing was particularly forced. It all was like, I have this feeling and I want to share about it in this specific way. And I think people see when things are genuine even on social media I think you can tell the difference between somebody who's talking about something they're genuinely passionate about whether it be cosmetics or comedy or whatever or they're just being an authentic version of themselves in a funny way or in an inspiring way I think people can really latch onto that and at least those are the, my favorite kind of creators to watch are the ones who are very true to their own voice and when we started doing the podcast that was initially a thing I struggled with because Paris has done many podcasts before um, I'm new to this. And so I am, I'm an actor. So I started to do like podcast voice or I would <laughs> imitate Paris who, if you don't know Paris, he's basically the real life male version of Alexis Rose complete with the little, you know, wrist flips. Um, so it took me a minute to remind myself. I was like, no, no, no. What I need to do is just be myself and trust that that's enough. And um, it, that was a good reminder for that. So I think that's true for anybody when you're, creating content or you're presenting something like that I think the more authentic you are to you and trust that you are interesting enough you know much easier said than done but no but I think it's true because I mean in a sea of so much content it's really hard to like stand out from the crowd mm -hmm. yeah and I think that's I think that's the big things you can see the people who are like no 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 I'm doing this because I love it there's something extra special about it um so, so yeah, as opposed to people who are like, oh, I saw somebody do that and it worked for them. So I'm going to imitate it just to try and get views, you know? Yeah. Clout chasers. I think it's interesting, you know, because when I listen to you and the chemistry that you have with your co-host, it's very authentic and very real, you know, you don't feel like it's a put on, I mean, obviously you're performing to a, in some ways, so there is a little bit of elevation, but I think it's mostly just authentic energy that comes through. Uh, do people solicit you for advice when they want to start, especially with the success you've had on social media? Uh, oh, yeah. I've, I've had a lot of people DM me to be like, I really, you know, especially actors who are like, I want to try and take advantage of this to try and like further my acting career. Um, what can I do? And that's basically the idea. It's like find something that genuinely makes you happy and keep at it, you know, because um, I've definitely had moments, you know, I'll have a, a bunch of videos you know, only get a handful of views and then something will blow up and get a million views. And then a few, you know, it's it's very fickle and it's very mercurial. So you just, I think, do what brings you joy because then the views become less important because you put out something that you're proud of that you feel happy about. Some of my favorite videos were ones that didn't go necessarily super <laughs> viral and some that were sort of throwaway were some of my most successful. And I still go back sometimes and I'll watch some of the ones. I'm just like, oh, you know, I know this one didn't, like blow up but god it made me laugh you know or even when i found out Catherine o'hara was like she doesn't follow me but because she's not on social media but she's a couple friends who do and when i found out that she liked the videos one person was like yeah she quoted this one video of yours and it was one of my least popular videos oh wow and i was like ah oh, that made me feel so good i was like you know what very few people saw this but she saw it and she liked it enough to memorize it and quote it that has to be validating too, as a content creator, to feel like somebody at that level is watching your content and oh, 
quoting it. Oh, and that, I mean, she's, she's even before Schitt's Creek, she was one of my like comedy icons. So when I found out that I sort of had her thumbs up, oh, I could have retired right then and there. I was like, I'm done. Everything after this is just, you know, icing on the cake. I love it. But yeah, that's what I mean. I think it's like, if you're doing it to make you happy, I think then that makes all the difference. Right. And that's how I think we define success, right? If you're happy doing it, whether you're getting paid or not, and then all the other stuff comes along later. And that's where the validating part comes. Cause it's like, okay, even if five people versus 5 million see what I'm doing, I was told when I started to do this, it's like, imagine a room, you might have only a hundred listens, but imagine a hundred people in one single room listening to you. That's a lot of people, you know what I'm saying? Uh And that to me is like how you continue to build and build. And then the rest follows as long as you're consistent and authentic, as you mentioned. Exactly. And don't compare yourself to people, which again, I think so much easier said than done Mm because we all do that in every, you know, walk of life, every facet, we can't help but compare ourselves, but you know, everybody's in a different place and has, you don't know what's going on behind the scenes with them. So, you know, you might have 20 views and somebody has 6 million views and you're like, oh, they're so much better. And it's like, "Mm -mm, no, you can't do that. So that would be a big thing. That's why, I mean, I think it all comes back to like, does it make you happy? And I think that idea of picturing people, I do that all the time when it's like, it seems like it's like, oh, that's not that many. And I'm like, wait, no, no, no. Just to just picture, you know, even you're right. A hundred people, imagine a hundred people in your living room. That's a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's brings perspective. Where did the journey begin for you, Michael, as a storyteller, as a content creator, like where did that begin was there something that you saw, something that you experienced when you were younger, maybe later in life that made you want to take a run at this world of entertainment? Uh, oh, I started performing when I was a little kid. I did my first uh, professional show when I was six. Um, I have always loved it. I love, I, I think when I was five, my parents took me to see Beauty and the Beast in Toronto. And okay. that um, speaking of social media stuff, that was a canon event for me, as people on TikTok recently were all sharing their Spider-Man universe canon events. Um, but that was one where I walked out of that show and it blew my mind. And I was like, I want to do that one day. And luckily, I have parents who are very supportive and love theater and love music. And so they took me to see more shows and let me audition. And I grew up in a town where there was a lot of regional theater. So I got into it really young and just loved it. I loved singing, I loved dancing, but mostly I love making people laugh and doing like goofy voices and goofy characters. And I got really into like Monty Python and Mel Brooks. And um, I would watch like the Carol Burnett show and Robin Williams, people like that who are really character mm. And then I would practice the voices and like at dinner for my poor family, which God knows how they didn't like, you know, throw me out the window. But I would come down to dinner and be like, hello, family, we're eating hamburgers tonight. And they were like, oh, my God, my mom. But that's where I would practice just for them. <laughs> and I think I still do. Like, I'm still that weirdo who, like, will walk in at my boyfriend. Like, I'll walk in the apartment and be like, hello, love, how you doing today? And he's like, my oh, my God. Um, and but I just think it's fun. It crack- I, you know, I just, I just have always loved playing characters. It just it brings me such joy. Wonderful. Well, outside of you being solicited for advice, what is the best advice that you've been given somewhere along the way that has helped sustain you and kept you motivated? Ooh. Um, oh gosh, I've been really lucky. I've had a lot of really great mentors and people in my life. Um, 
I think it was when I was in grad school. So I went back to, I went to the London Academy of Music and Dramatic Art for graduate school to study Shakespeare and classical acting. And because uh, I, I I wanted a big old kick in the pants. But the head of the program, this woman, Penny Churns, who's trained amazing people, Benedict Cumberbatch, Ruth Wilson, David A. L. Well, like an amazing, amazing teacher. And she liked me and I would I was very performing. And at that point, I was like, I do comedy acting. I'm a total clown. I'm goofy. And she took me out to lunch and sat me down. And she basically did that talk, her version, a much more eloquent version of be yourself and trust it where she was like, trust that your voice is enough. You can be funny and you can put characters on, but you need to trust that you can be interesting. And so the whole time I was there, she only cast me as leading men and villains. I wasn't allowed to do anything funny. And she was like, you need to find this more serious side of yourself because it's a bit more genuine and um, you need to be able to use that. So it was it was a great, great learning experience. Um, I definitely walked out of there with a much stronger sense of self and much, much more self-confidence. It's amazing how, even though it was drama school, it trickles down so much into your daily life. I love it. So well, congratulations. Thank you. thank you to Penny Churns. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, that's just, there's, I think we all have that one or two people in our lives that really just like impacted us on a very important level uh, subconsciously. And it, it, I feel like those things continue on in our lives in some way and manifest in different ways and really help us experience true joy when it comes to creating art. Well, the podcast is great. Congratulations. The social dose, Michael, where can people listen and where can they connect? Yes. So uh, the social dose is everywhere you get your podcast, you know, Apple, Spotify, all the places uh, every Tuesday and Thursday. And I probably, it's only like half an hour. It's short. It's quick. It's just fun and silly. And uh, and then you can follow me anywhere at, at M. Judson Berry on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, all the places. Wonderful. Well, congratulations. All the success is well-deserved. Michael, thanks for your time. I appreciate you hanging out today with us. It's been a fun. Uh, it's it's You're great. I love it. I love the impressions. And uh, I Thank think you. people are really, <laughs> people are <laughs> going to enjoy the show. Thank you <laughs> Thank so you. much. <laughs>